0: All right. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness with Mo. Hi, my name is Mo. And today I have an inspiring, uh, best-selling author. She's she's talking with us all, all the way from the States. From where, uh, Lolita? Florida? Is that correct?
1: I'm from Houston. So I live in Houston. Texas.
0: Okay, Texas. Sorry. So from Texas and... Uh, and uh, she's an amazing individual. She's a four-time best-selling author. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun with her because she's such an interesting and, and inspiring person. So um, let's start it with a very basic question. I want to know your your journey from from when you started to where you've become. I mean, I, I I really I enjoy people's journey, and I'm really I get really inspired and think that I can do the same like you. So, tell me, how, how was your journey? How did you become a stress management coach? I think and a best-selling author.
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me for your you know to your podcast. That's a, that's an honor. Um, and thank you for those who are listening in. Um, so I'm originally from Lithuania. And I came to the United States mm, 23 years ago. It feels like a very long time. Um, and I came because I was thinking I want my American dream. And when right. I came from Lithuania, you know, I, I grew up in Soviet Union. And then uh, we became independent in Lithuania. So when I was leaving, um, we were not in a, such a strong economy let's say that i would want it to live in so i thought okay I'm, i will go to the land of dreams and if i work hard i will achieve it and yes. i i i'm a, I'm very hard working person i'm like if i have a goal i'm gonna achieve it and you know how they yeah. always say just work yeah. at it you'll get there so when yes. i came to exactly. U- us yes. i worked very hard and i was uh, working in the companies and um i what they did, I was like, okay, if I want to get more money, I have to get more responsibilities. That's me getting more more projects. And I wanted to prove to my supervisors and my coworkers that I was worthy. You know, like, I, I want, because especially if you come from another country, like an immigrant, you starting from zero. Like, okay, I'm going to work hard. And, and basically what happened, I was managing my time badly because I was just working, working, working. It would be like 50 hours, weeks. I was working overtime. I, I get to the point of a, like a burnout because I had no time to exercise. You know, like the only exercise I'll get in the middle of a day is just going to use a bathroom or like eating. I mean, what was my nutrition? Not nutritious, like a pizza and donuts whatever yeah. I can get or some frozen lunch, you know? Okay. And uh, because I wanted to make money, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to make money. I'm going to do this. And that adds up because um sure you know i was making more money and uh, and i was getting more responsibilities all of that but it really impacted my health so much that i just became physically sick in my 30s it totally mm. messed up my hormones and women who are listening to this podcast know how much hormones means to the human body and i just exactly. ended up in the emergency room and and right. i was like you know this is not the way to do it and i had some you know like friends saying Oh, just go to the doctor. They give you a pill. You'll be fine. And I'm like, I don't need. I, there's no pill for burnout, you know. I mm-hmm. I'm not, not like depressed or something. I'm just in in my 30s. I was thinking, come on, I'm still young. I mean, this is this is not like I'm in 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 some whatever number that. Oh, it's about time for you to get old. Like, no. I was like, I'm 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 supposed to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And That I totally did it to myself. And that moment, I realized I'm like. Okay, some things need to change, and mm-hmm. when you when you think about it, stress is such a thing that it's just a part of life. We mm-hmm. look at stress as oh, this is a bad thing. It's like yes, if it is used the wrong way. But mm-hmm. when you think about it, the grass, you know, when you walk on, on the, somewhere on the sidewalk, and mm-hmm. you see there is a grass that's grown through the concrete, I bet that grass was stressing to come out to the sun, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> but exactly. It did. Yeah, so I was yeah. like,
1: well, you know, there are some, should be some natural ways how we can manage stress. And and that was the time when I uh, turned to meditation and uh, writing diaries and, and, and yoga and health, nutrition and sleeping and all of those things. And yeah. I I became so passionate about that that I was like, you know, I was giving advices to my friends. I'm like, oh, you should do this. That worked for me. And, and then mm. I was at some party and some lady said, hey, you know what? I think you should be a coach. And I'm like, never thought about that so yeah I didn't wake up one day and said you know what that'd be very nice to be a stress management coach no it it didn't happen to me it really arrived to me of thinking you know and I became a coach and then I'm 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 so eager to to teach others how to you know manage their stress out of passion or to just spread the news and I say stress management shouldn't be stressful because if you're going to start thinking about oh that's just another thing for you to do that's going to be very stressful. But in yes. addition, when, I, I want to say at some point, I also realized that I felt to me like I was not really at the bottom of things, even though there are so many great tools, like you know, like I just already mentioned. And mm. there one day I, I was reading um, a, a business book, actually, how to do business, because I, I was already a coach. Mm. And the author of the book said uh, that she grew up in a dysfunctional family. Her dad was an alcoholic. And she mentioned the book that was specifically written for adult children of alcoholics, like and that was me. And then I finally realized that it is very important how we grew up. And you know, and somebody can say, Well, I didn't grow up with anybody in the family being an addict. I don't I have a perfect childhood. But I think what I'm referring to here is overall I think we all have traumas. Um yes. some of us have less some of us are more but there is always it's just it's just the way of life is that sometimes we as children do not get what we want i know like yeah. it's just look at the kid in the in the supermarket throwing a tantrum he's not getting what he wants
0: oh, oh yeah and no, yes, but, no.
1: but and and then so you really need to know how to deal with that and mm-hmm. and then i realized that if let's say there will be a, a work environment let's say I'm, i will be in the in the meeting something and is be full of people and something will happen i will react differently than they do because mm-hmm. i will be super anxious and getting the situation is like very hyper vigilant about everything i will think this is the end of the world if somebody tells me a, a word if they disapprove mm-hmm. of me if they criticize me a little bit i immediately imagine that i'm going to get fired you know I, I would go to those extremes and obviously that impacted how I I I was basically stressing myself out and I didn't realize why Mm -hmm. but so that the last piece of the puzzle really came to me when I realized oh because I come from those kind of back from that kind of background I can pay attention how I react how I stress and then find other ways um in how I can it's kind of like using the same tools But coming from the place of compassion, because I think all those meditations, and there's so many tools about stress management these days, you can, you know, like I said, oh, you just meditate and do yoga. It's like, Mm. I'm sorry, if you're talking with a client and they're upset on the phone, you're not going to tell them, oh, oh, wait, 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 hold a second, I'm going to go do my yoga now for 30 minutes, or I'll be right back. That's,
0: that's, you know, that's not happening. Yeah. So you need to know... Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, what I, I really notice—I mean, what, what he's, he's saying is true because um, uh, people think that working hard, like you said here, even here in Egypt, means that I'm going to be successful and that I'm showing off to my boss and showing him, hey, hey, look at look at me—I'm you know I'm staying uh, uh, staying late for For you to be happy and for you to be satisfied uh, and I'm doing all that work, and you know the problem is that because i i I mentor here in Egypt a lot of you know undergrad uh, undergrads uh, who just you know graduated from university and are starting a new job and so on and i I always uh, I always tell them that yeah, uh, working after working hours is not working. Whatever concept or myth they have here in Egypt, because here in Egypt the myth is uh, we start work at midday, even though it's you know working hours from nine to five, but they start working from midday, you know uh, tw- uh, twelve twelve uh, twelve noon, and then they they finish work at eight p.m. and they say, wow, I'm i, I work I work a lot uh, hard and 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 I worked it yeah I know you work. Till eight, which is ridiculous, because you have like three hours you lost in socializing, drinking coffee, socializing more, you know, WhatsApping, facing, facebooking, whatever, uh, whatever uh, they have to waste the time, and they didn't start to to work, and and you know, a lot of people here in G- Egypt think that I what I'm saying is not, it's not common sense, but I I, I tell them. It, it has nothing to do with setting boundaries, even in work. It has to do with your physical health. It is known, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the body starts to lose its willpower at you know by by five six p.m. You feel that your energy starts to fade slowly, slowly because you are starting to get to uh, to get to that point where you want to go to sleep early and start the next day. So there is no point to fight, you know, uh, the idea of I have to work hard so I impress my, my, my boss. And um, uh, ever since I started after COVID, I decided to take like your, your journey. I decided to look after myself mm-hmm. because in the corporate world, I, I had the same thing uh, for my last job. Uh, I, I was very depressed. I went to the hospital twice because um, I, I had heart surgery very long time ago, open heart surgery very long time when I was born. So that was not, not, it has nothing to do with my stress. But but knowing my history, I'm always afraid that uh, for me something to, will happen because I always hear and listen to very weird cases. Uh, that guy he had a heart attack and he was only 13 and he died. Oh my God. So, so we're, we're dying young now, uh, and how, how about the old, uh, the uh, senior citizens or the old people? I mean, what did we leave them if they were able to live all that uh, time, and we're dying young because of stress, uh, burnout, and and, and uh, a lot, a lot of other, uh, a lot of other diseases that are all related to how we live. So my question to you is after what we went through in 2020 and 2021 in COVID, for me in Egypt, I haven't realized any change in, you know, uh, 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 mindset of applying wellness programs or uh, reducing the stress. Or they say they have wellness programs and they they hire wellness uh, HR directors and so on and so forth. But I've been... This wellness business and this uh, uh, scene for the past three years, and I haven't seen any any change. In actual fact, everything's going the opposite here in Egypt because of the economy, because of the currency, and because of people are not able to find jobs, and because of regional wars and and other things that are impacting. Because we're we we, we live in a a small world. I mean, everything is connected with it. If you have a war in Europe, it it impacts you in Egypt. If you have a war in in the Middle East, it impacts you in 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 the States. So, so you know, you have not seen anything. So, t- can you tell me why would that uh, that uh, did that happen, or why why are the companies not taking it serious?
1: I think any change, I believe, can be done only two ways okay one when it is so painful you know and you can think about even your your own personal things right like for example i just said i start changing how i live Mm -hmm. or it comes through pain because you cannot take it anymore right like any conflict really starts from people rise up or in their own lives personally change happens because you cannot take it anymore or Mm -hmm. you get so inspired like let's say you 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 see Thornton Robinson and you think, you know, I don't want to be like this guy, you know, and then you mm. push through it. Right.
0: Mm.
1: But any change, no matter which way it comes, it needs to come from your inner self, allowing to admit that there's some things wrong that you don't like, mm. or you want to be better. And then the key is to actually allowing the change. Mm. What I mean by that? So, you know, there's so many programs here in us of course uh all like you just mentioned all the hr they all have wellness programs and everything but it's like looks like a like a theater you know like it's not real it's like it's a facade of like hey you have we have it we want you to be happy mm-hmm. but when you really come down to the workplace you know so so for example i know I, I i also did quite a few and still doing like lunch and learns i go to companies and i uh you know about how to manage stress in the work environment and you can see a very big difference how things are said like let's say a company has a wellness program and they preach on you need to take breaks you need to de- do a, a, a right time management you need to do all those things but then at the same time they they to- totally overwork people but uh, then those uh people pleasers like i was I'm going to mm-hmm. work those hours because I will be afraid to say no, because I am afraid they're going to, you know, they let me go, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what kind of workplace environment it is. And it doesn't matter. Maybe somebody can just come to work and do nothing at all and say, I'm working, I'm doing this. But, you know, you asked me about the change. And the changes come from understanding that you need to be in a different place. So everyone now can ask, your listeners can ask us some of questions. If you will have another 100 years to live, mm-hmm. would you want to be doing exactly what you've been doing now? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be the same person that you are right now? If you have another 100 years, are you want to have exactly the same relationship that you've for another 100 years? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is like, no way, I don't want to be in this for another 100 years, mm-hmm. this means the change needs to happen. But then if you grow up, let's say, with childhood trauma um, mm. of not believing in yourself, you see, mm. we are group animals, right? We need to be in the herd. That's just humankind. We yes. want to belong to other people. And it's mm. really, it feels like there's so many decisions made because we think mm. if everybody else will be jumping through the window, I better be jumping too. Because if I'm mm. not going to be jumping, they they want to kick me out of that window. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's exactly. just survivalism. It,
0: exactly. So, exactly.
1: So there's a lot of, of this fear of uh, being rejected. And, you know, you can have an amazing, loving family, but you also are impacted by your community. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the change can happen in group when there's more than one individual decides to change. But if you have this mentality and you, you release your belief that you are worthless, mm-hmm. you nobody will listen to you, and you're even not worthy of making that change, and honoring yourself, and giving yourself that break, and telling to the project manager, saying, no, I cannot handle anymore, or finishing work at five o'clock, and going to your family, mm-hmm. you are not going to achieve anything, and um, what really stuck with me, and I, and I listened a lot, um, Dr. Gabomate, Mate, uh, he talks a lot about the childhood trauma, and how we grew up, and and listen, and I did a lot of podcasts, and I have my clients, and I hear this all the time, they're like, but look, I did not grow up on an alcoholic. Nobody's in my family. Not, nobody's in my country drinks. You know? Yeah, I
0: know. And, yeah,
1: yeah. But it is not about the substance. It's about that how much of love and validation did you receive as a, a, a child that you will actually grow up of thinking that I can honor myself. I can stand yeah. in my power. Me, I can make impact in my life. I can love the way I want to love, I am allowed well, out know, to
0: express it, it, myself. You know, you know. For me, as a tra- uh, trauma, like like you said, well, oh, I, my, my parents, my my father, yeah, used to drink, of course, because he was a diplomat, and you know, diplo- in Egypt, a diplomat uh, he drink, has to drink because it's a social thing uh, for jumping <laughs> to the
1: window with everybody else.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, what I, what I felt, and a lot of Egyptians would would feel the same that. Uh, our, our parents or Egyptian families, uh, uh, on the whole are very overprotective of their children and don't do that and don't take this and go to that university and do that. You no, know, very, very typical Eastern kind of family. And, and if you are able to say, no, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to do the opposite of what you said, uh, then you're a rebel and my father always used to tell me uh, the advice I give you is free you can take it or you can leave it but I always tell him but I don't want to take it I want to really do do something and see what's going to happen to you I I, I want you to stop protecting me until today I swear to God it is today you know uh, I'm grown. I, I'm a grown-up. I'm a father. I have two kids. Until today, they're still overprotected. I mean, that's a trauma in itself. Um, and uh, and and another for me, another trauma is that uh, I, I I got a lot, bullied a lot because you know I traveled from Egypt to a different country, so I got bullied there. And when I came back and. and, and and came to the system here. I got bullied here because they thought I was a foreigner. And when I went there, they, they, they think I'm a you know a, a Muslim and an Arab, so they, I get bullied. So it's 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 you know it's on both sides. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Tra- trauma doesn't have to be your father, mother, alcoholic. I mean, trauma can be in in, in different areas, and and people don't really know that they're tra- traumatized. They think that a the family loves loves them so much that that they they fear for them and b i i believe they create people that have fear of change you know human beings are have fear of change usually because they fear to change but it's an extra thing because i i meet a lot of people here in in egypt when i i tell them my my story and i i did this and i took that risk and i And, 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 you know, I left my job and yeah, I have a family and I, am financially, you know, in debt and everything. But all that aside, but I'm following my dream. I'm following my vision. So they, they, you know, they think that I'm, I'm, I'm quite a crazy person. So no, I I already know where I want to be. I definitely don't want to be in, in the corporate world. I definitely don't want to be that slave anymore. Uh, And I definitely want to leave an impact and change. And this is what I try and do. Yes, I want to change people's ideas and minds and and so on. But the worst thing I have from corporates till today is that, you know, the the question that they give you in the survey, does the company X provide work-life balance? I always hated that question in any survey that came because I kept, even before I, I was on this journey, I was told that there is no such thing as work life balance. It's such a myth and such, you know, such nonsense that, that people think there is a true balance. I mean, you go eight hours work and I don't know, uh, another uh, eight hours, uh, going out and then the rest of the hours you're, you're asleep. But there's no such thing, correct or not, a work life balance. There's no such thing.
1: I think like any balance, no matter if it's work or not, it really happens in your mind. Mm. But the problem is that even if we say, okay, you work eight hours a day and the rest is yours and the weekends are yours. And if you, if you are stressing about work, you're really taking that work home. So it's yeah. not like you worked only eight hours, you work more than that. But also the work environment is, it's, it's not really providing. Uh, that you 're doing your work, and that 's it it's uh, especially because we spend so much time with other people uh it, it sometimes it looks like we spend more time with the coworkers than with our own family uh, or mm-hmm. our own kids because you come back home and you barely see that child and goes to bed so the relationships in the workplace uh, or uh, or people that we hang out with every day let let's just say that way are, are very very important. So I, I know I, I read a research was done. Um, so overall, people who work in a place that they are in a good relationship with their co-workers are willing to stay in the worse, uh, harder conditions and get paid less than those who would be in the work environment where are they paid more and, and not that much work but the relationships with coworkers just sucks, <laughs> you know yeah. because we humans, and we need to we have we need to have the feeling of belonging and validation, yes. which is again kind of goes to that that trauma of we just want to be accepted and loved for who we are and yes. uh if we find a place where we feel um validated and and you you feel like you're hanging out with friends rather than just somebody's looking at you and saying you didn't do the project or you're doing this bad
0: mm-hmm.
1: it will have a we will have a your our body will respond to this very differently so somebody can be working for 10, 10 hours a day doing something that they love and and i'm also can we can extend to those people who let's say they have their own business or uh, uh artist or something you, you know how they say when you're doing something that you love you don't feel like you're even working it's or they say, oh, how can you pick a business? What should I do? It's like, okay, pick pick something that even you, you will not ever get paid, but you're still enjoying doing that, right? That's your true passion. So when you're yeah. really working or you're doing uh, your passion a whole day, it can be 12 hours, but you're not going to feel stressed and tired. Mm. Or, or you could be going to one meeting for three hours and you come back from that like, totally drained. And, it was a funny experience I had um, when I was still working in an environment, um, you know, full time. Here's the job, whatever. Uh, and that was starting my coaching business. And, you know, there's a lot of things involved with business and getting yourself out. And I don't need to explain that. Um, I realized that at the end of the day, I was at work and I felt totally drained. I was like, I cannot even put the one sentence in my mind. But then mm-hmm. I will start thinking about, okay, this is what I'm going to do about my business. I'm going to do talk to those people. I'm going to do how I'm going to coach. I'm looking forward to the person, you know, for the weekend, I'm going to coach. My energy immediately changed just like that. And then yeah. I realized I'm like, Oh, so I actually the one, the energy really you generated. It's not like yes. you, you know, like Brandon Burchard said, the, the, uh, the, the power plant does not have energy, it generates the energy. So generates, I think yeah. the key is. It's how it's just in your mindset. Are you doing what you want to do? But that also comes again. Are you allowing yourself to express yourself? Are you allowing to honor yourself? And I want to extend this. Um, you know, kind of circle back to the what what you were saying about the work environment and all the people is. Um, mm-hmm. If only all of us will allow ourselves to be ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the world will be so much better place. But it yeah. goes from generation to generation. And you know, like when I talk about the childhood trauma, uh, I in one of the books, I, I contributed the chapter that's also a best-selling book. Um, I talk about how I forgive my father. Mm-hmm. And so when overall you you think about stress and about any conflict, you have to change the mindset about, you know, how what they say when you change the way you look at things, things change. Mm-hmm. And the forgiveness came to me realizing that It's it's not like there's never anyone wakes up in the morning and says, you know what, I'm going to go hurt my kids today. Mm -hmm. That can happen, right? I think only hurt people hurt others. Mm -hmm. Only when somebody is dishonored, invalidated, they feel not loved, not seen, they they will harm themselves and others. I think all the conflicts in the world is happening from that place because there is no way that the happy person would like to hurt others. Exactly. only when there's so much suffering, then then they hurt others to make them hurt. They're like, look at me, I need this. Mm-hmm. So then when I realized also that like um, my father did not have a happy childhood. Either. Although they had money, it looks like a healthy family. He didn't mm-hmm. get the validation from his parents and he was suffering. So he was mm-hmm. addicted to alcohol to soothe himself. It's not mm-hmm. like he didn't pay attention to me when I was a child or was yelling at me all drunk. It was not because he hated me it's not because that he was like i want to hurt her no because he was himself this three years old uh toddler who was in pain and he didn't know how to process those emotions
0: yes. yes
1: and that goes from generation to generation because we don't know how to how to address our emotions and how to deal with this so if we can get you know and the change happens with uh, more than one person realizing, like, "Hey, you know what? I can honor myself, and it's okay to love myself." And here's another thing that this can get triggered easily. When I heard about self love, I immediately went into like, "No," because <laughs> we used to being like, "Oh, you're selfish. You shouldn't be selfish. You should sacrifice yourself for others." But you know, when I coach my clients, I'm like, "Uh, like, let's say." will be a single mother with few kids. And she's like, I really want to make this happen. I want to show my family I can do this. My kids depend on me. And I say, I say, just simple exercise. I said, you know, and I do this for my speaking engagements. It's it always works. I say, okay, mm-hmm. I, I get a glass of water and they say, mm-hmm. "Um, how, how heavy this glass is? What do you think? And you know, mm-hmm. people, well, I don't know. And they said, you know what, how heavy it is, depending mm-hmm. how long I'm going to hold it. Yeah. That's stress. If you will be putting this glass every hour, you can do this for years, okay? So that's the same as with stress. And so that's like a, one tip. So we we have phones now. Okay, let's use for something good. Set an alarm and every hour, of course, again, a disclaimer, if you're driving, operating heavy machinery, do not hurt yourself, but if let's say you're sitting somewhere comfortably, just make your phone ring every hour. And then for one minute, one minute, just close your eyes, disconnect from whatever you're doing, just just breathe and mm-hmm. tell yourself, I'm just doing it for one minute. And if mm-hmm. you're such a controlling freak, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall asleep or how is it happening? Put an mm-hmm. alarm to give you a sign that now you can open your eyes and proceed if you really want yeah. that control. Well,
0: yeah, now, yeah.
1: there's a lot of times that I have my clients, they're like, oh, immediately there is this guilt of, oh my gosh, I'm doing this for myself. So how mm-hmm. do we deal with this feeling? It is, just think about it. We all live with a group of people, right? We do mm-hmm. with families and communities. And somebody can say like, oh, you have no kids, no husband, no wife, whatever. Nobody cares about you. No, there are still friends. There are some family members that do care about you. So you're impacting them too. Yes. So if you have problem of thinking that you don't deserve to help yourself and love yourself mm-hmm. and take care of yourself, just think mm-hmm. about it you cannot pour out of the empty pitch, right? So yeah. in order to give to others, you need to fulfill yourself. It's kind of like that airplane. I mean, I know everybody says the same thing, you know, like put your mask <laughs> on first before you help the other one. But yeah. it's true. It's like one thing is to laugh about it, but you really start thinking like, are you really doing that? And if you mm. feel guilty, just think about it. It's not only about you. You're impacting yeah. people around you. And it comes to like work environment, if uh, you know those um and i and i deal a lot with the business owners and the management yeah. of companies and and they like well we have this problem with this uh, turnaround you know like we have people come in they burn out they don't like yeah. they leave and yeah. it's like you have to provide them with opportunities that they can take care of themselves and yeah the you get uh, a pro-
0: the, the, the the problem is even you know we've we've noticed i have a, a group of coaches uh lovely lovely ladies uh each one is an expert in a different area of wellness, you know, like nutrition, and uh, um, there's the uh, hypnosis, hyp- hypnotherapy, and and I myself, I'm a mindfulness uh, coach, and we we'll have different things. Um, and uh, we 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 notice that uh, a uh, you know even if the company, and this is the weird thing, even if the company provides uh, wellness programs and uh, good opportunities the employees don't take it i don't know why and they just like to complain and the management is not doing it. okay yeah so what do you want them to do if if you want them you know to take the action themselves and come and knock on your door and say please 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 do take this no one's going to do that i mean there is a responsibility for top management, a huge responsibility, and there is also a responsibility for the employee. So again, it comes back to the mindset. If, an, if someone wants to change, then he will change. He doesn't need uh, uh, to, a push from, from, uh, from the top manager. And at the same time, top management companies here in Egypt spend millions of pounds on medical insurance. Medical insurance. I know it is a benefit for 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 uh, for the employees, but if you think of it logically, the money that is poured into that medical insurance can be poured into a, a wellness program, which would cost less than what they spend on the medical insurance, and at least we can somehow guarantee that people will not have you know uh, diabetes, will not have heart issues. Will not have insomnia. Will not have uh, uh, physical pain. Um, will will not feel depressed or you know anxious or all those mixed feelings. I mean, they will be less. So it's it's very weird. And the interesting thing, you know, I'm glad that you said about you know uh, the alarm thing because <laughs> that was my my other question because I, I i my I want my listeners to hear something new because i've i've been telling them you know you you need to you need to meditate you need to breathe you need to journal you need to acknowledge and 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 accept your feelings but i want to uh, understand from your side are there any other methods of stress re- release that they can do other than these
1: well Number one thing is, as we know, we get sick because uh, it's you know the body keeps the score, right? The book is yeah. really it really shows that um, getting tips and tricks how to manage your stress or participating in a wellness program, it mm. is like buying a cookbook, as they say. Mm. Just because you bought the cookbook, it doesn't mean that you will have dinner on the table. Yeah. you still need to cook it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how is one starts cooking mm-hmm. by having a desire to cook, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or implement those stress management techniques. Mm-hmm. If somebody does not believe that they deserve mm-hmm. to be in a better place, you cannot make someone to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I like this uh, here. I heard, When I came here to America, I heard this saying. It says, you can take the horse to the river, but you cannot mm-hmm. make him drink it. And it really goes well with with people that ideal. And especially the, uh, the clients I coach it
0: yeah. is because
1: if somebody does not believe that
0: mm.
1: they worthy of change, they will not do mm. it. Then they also, like we said, at the beginning of this conversation, we belong to the group of people. And mm-hmm. because we are afraid that we'll be excluded and hence die, we will mm-hmm. continue doing exactly the same habits. So like, for example, you can have a family who suffers from diabetes, And then you look at them and the kids look exactly, you know, obese like their parents and Mm -hmm. here they can, somebody say, Oh, you know, genetics It's like, well, you know, know, how is that genetics? Because they all eating the same thing. The kids eating Mm -hmm. the same thing, meaning the kids are learning the same habits from their parents. So naturally Mm -hmm. the outcome will be the same as well. So I think there's a lot of suffering of, for, for example, let's say somebody grew up in the environment that they were not acknowledged or seen enough like they felt like they were not seen um Mm -hmm. but then guess what when they get sick then Mm -hmm. they're finally seen right then the family takes care of them so they can learn this behavior of thinking you know what i'm going to be sick because when Mm -hmm. i'm sick people feel pity so mm-hmm. then they use this disease, and I know this looks so convoluted and so messed up. Like, oh my gosh, I, are you telling me I'm sick because of this? But you know, <laughs> I'm really not coming up with those ideas by myself. I came, you know, I listened to some, you know, uh, big people who really getting deeper into how we think. Yeah. Because when you think about it, all our behavior serving us somehow. So mm-hmm. the very hard question is that I ask my clients, and um, and I will invite anyone listening now to your podcast is if you are in the situation right now and that's like stress management right like you're in a situation and it Mm -hmm. helps you and 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 you think like okay this is stressful i don't know what to do i'm just going through this pain and everything very hard question to ask yourself is how is that serving you yeah it's a very tough question and it, mm-hmm. you're immediately going to be like, what do you mean? It is not mm-hmm. serving me. What, what do you mean it's serving me? Like, look at me, like, you know, uh, let's say um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, let's say a woman is uh, obese and she's like, I am sick and and look at me and I tried any mm-hmm. diet and nothing works. And what do you mean? I brought this unto myself. How dare you? Um, mm-hmm. But if, if you really start asking, like, how do you think it's, why it's serving you? And mm-hmm. then, you know, the more with the conversation, you can find out that that woman uh, was uh, uh, maybe abused when she was a child or she feels mm. like she's unworthy of love so she's mm. going to do everything that would uh, repel the men let's just say this is just an example okay
0: Yeah. so uh.
1: he will keep this as a protection and i heard multiple cases of let's say somebody who was um, sexually abused when they were children they Mm. grow up of not taking care of their own body because they feel like the body was the part that put them in danger. Or Mm. they Mm. also feel guilt. So then they will do something against themselves and to hurt themselves because Mm. they feel uh, ashamed. So it it goes, of course, very, very, very deep. So Mm. when, when you are in this situation, you always ask yourself, how is that serving you? And for example, I can give an example for myself. When I was working in the environment that I was pushing myself and I was working so hard and I really Mm -hmm. burned out, right? Mm -hmm. Made myself sick, really. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I asked myself the same question. Of course, later, years later, I was like, well, okay, how that situation served me at the moment? Mm -hmm. Because when I grew up in an environment of not believing myself that I'm worthy and um, it's like, okay, if I, and that's like uh, Dr. Gabor Mate said, if you did not feel loved, yeah, then you made yourself useful. So mm-hmm. that's mean the group of people will not discard you because you're useful, mm-hmm. right? So they're not gonna keep you around because you loved. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I figured out you don't love me. Oh, okay. How is mm-hmm. that the way that they will not discard me? Oh, I can be useful. So then mm-hmm. you be when you're an adult, you become workaholic and you keep on pushing yourself for better. And you know the a lot of people who are um, perfectionists they do mm-hmm. not believe is that whatever they did already it's enough, so they keep on pushing themselves to be better and better and better, but it's like a like a running to reach the horizon. it never ends
0: yeah.
1: and exactly so exactly so th- there's a lot of why is this serving you? You need to always ask yourself what is the real problem there? And then yeah. when you see what it is, what you need to heal, how you need to honor yourself, how you need to love and respect yourself, and give yourself space to be who you are, then the change can start happening, and actually you can see results.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I I I agree with you totally. Um, one of the f- first few things that I, I usually tell people is that um, in in when we when we coach about mindfulness and. And how to be present in the moment and how to accept our, our, you know, our emotions and everything. So I always tell them that the first thing is you need to not judge yourself. We are very harsh critics about ourselves. We're harsher than even criticizing others. And sometimes, you know, to be honest, sometimes I do that. And when I catch myself doing that, I say, Oh yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing that thing that I, I shouldn't be doing <laughs> and I'm preaching it to other people. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I I'm okay. I'm okay. I love myself. I'm fine because not, I mean, we're only human beings. We're not angels. So, so we, we are, we're always, we can always uh, make mistakes. Um, and you know, part of that problem of workaholics and you know, on professionals is that they don't believe in uh failure the word failure for for them is means weakness and I always try and you know tell them failure is the, is the best teacher in life because if you learn the lessons that made you fail, you will know not to fail next time and I always tell them all the successful people around this world the mark zucker zuckerbergs the Bill Gates. The uh, you know uh, the Will Smiths the, uh, the 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 most you know talented uh, celebrities in the world all of them all of them they all failed I mean no one no one was born a success because if we were born a success then where's the the hard work that went with it I mean you know and and that is a lot of, that is the problem I, I face with a lot of younger generations. You know, the, the generations that are the, in the age of my, my son who's, you know, is in his teens and maybe the uh, older ones, they always want the, uh, gratification, you no know, instant gratification. They always want to make quick money. They don't want to stress out. I mean, they don't want to always avoid it. And you can't do that. I mean, Part of of living is being stressed, but stressed in a, a, a moderate sense that motiv- motivates you and makes you push yourself further and further without going to that area of red, which is the burnout. And the problem is that people here and maybe in the States and maybe around the world don't know when to stop. I mean, you know that, that thin line between moderate stress and uh, burnout. It's it's so thin that they think that because they're working hard, they want to impress their boss, so they're going to get that promotion. And they don't really know that, like you said, after a few, after a while, they just go, boom, collapse, and they go to the ER. And that's it. And would the boss do anything? Would the company do anything? You know, just give them a pat on the back. Oh, it's okay, no problem. And uh and if you can't continue as a, they will fire you, lay you off, and get two, three people with the same price of your salary, you know and this is how it happens in egypt uh, and And so you know, people are 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 always complaining, and I always meet them, they're always complaining that there's stress, they're always complaining that nothing's going right for them, and I always ask them one question. So, what are you going to do? All that's going to happen. What is your first step? What are you going to, going to do? You need to look in the mirror and stop putting the blame on everyone else except yourself. So that's basically and, it. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I like what you say. And uh, if someone just needs to ask the question, am I happy to be like that for the another 100 years? if they happy yeah. to be like that that's great and also mm-hmm. how's that serving them if they is if it's serving them and they are like yeah that's how you know um there was this i this, it just reminded me um i was driving with my parents um to florida and uh, a few years back right after the pandemic and uh, it was a very beautiful peaceful drive we we'll listening to music and we're just chatting whatever um, and then there was this, this quiet, we were just looking. And then there was this one car just, just cut us off, right? And my mom immediately started complaining. She's like, oh, look at this car, they cut us off. And, and I was listening, I'm thinking, there was really no need to complain. And I said, I said, why are you complaining about such a thing that does not really impact our lives at all? Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I will never forget this. She said, because there is nothing else to talk about.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm like,
1: oh okay, okay. So this is just, you know, so then I realized, I started looking at other people that in my life were complaining and I realized, oh, mm. this is just a, their way of just having a conversation. And if yeah. you hang out with some particular people, groups, you can see what the like, a major teams are. Meaning, you no. know, like, we are the part of the group, so we're going to do whatever the group says, right, in order to be accepted in the group. Yeah. Was like, yeah. okay, so is this really you complaining? Because you need help or are you asking me to help you or is it you complaining because you just like complaining so yeah. the individual will need to ask themselves am i really happy in this place so if they're happy yeah. great we just let them complain because <laughs> when i said you know um you cannot make the horse to drink it yeah it is also very um it, i i understood this about my my family that when I, you know, already started being on this journey of uh, honoring myself, loving myself, and doing meditations and and anything, like anything that has to do with self-care, I tried to Mm. tell this to my parents, like, oh, okay, look, you can do this, you can do this, and I realized I cannot make them do that, because you cannot make anyone to do anything, you know, we're all doing it from ourselves, and even though it looks like oh, they making me to do this, right? It is because mm-hmm. of self-preservation. You're allowing them to do this. Like, you're the mm-hmm. one who's making decisions because like, especially what there is of, like a, a kid and the parent um, mm-hmm. dynamic is like, you know, we all kids, obviously. We all had parents. We want yeah. to honor our parents. We want to please them. We want that they will be proud of us. We want to do mm-hmm. what they tell us to do. And even though if somebody says, hey, I'm giving you advice, you can take it, you can leave it i mm-hmm. i always will take advice because i want to show them that i love them and yes. so there's, you always need to ask yourself from what position am i making my decisions and do mm-hmm. i want to please someone uh mm-hmm. or are i really following my true calling and another mm-hmm. learn I, I learned a message that has there's not a lot of stress comes from taking care of others like mm-hmm. for example you have kids you have parents and Um, especially super hard when somebody's, let's say, physically ill in your family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Somebody's have some illness and you try them to tell them, look, stop eating sugar, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Or stop smoking or something. And you see them suffering. You see them physically, like physically Mm -hmm. in pain. And you feel Mm -hmm. totally helpless because you're trying them to make them making that impact. But they're not doing it the way you want to do. And yeah, yeah. that was hard for me also to understand as a coach and as as a as a just human being, realizing that we have to honor other pain too.
0: Yeah, Everybody yeah.
1: have their own, let's say, soul journey or whatever you call it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even if it pains us to see them suffer. Mm-hmm. We have to honor their choice.
0: It is very, of course.
1: very hard to do. But when you yeah. change the you know what helped me is when they understood that I need to change a point of view about things the way I see them mm-hmm. and when I assigned a bigger picture and then I, I read a great book about how to um that stress is not so bad for you because if you can make the point and I can talk fast but I swear I'll, I'll stop soon um mm-hmm. it's about how you how you see the situation so when mm-hmm. I realized that let's say if I am in a conflict with something I feel stressful and if I see that it's somehow like you kind of like zoom out and you see the bigger mm-hmm. picture and you yeah. see, like, you know what, uh, this is actually for the better. Uh, like, mm-hmm. let's say somebody has a disease and maybe they will be always smoking and uh, mm-hmm. not taking care of family or whatever. And then the disease strikes and they're like, oh my gosh, I have cancer, I'm going to die. And this mm-hmm. is the moment when the change happens for them because they want mm-hmm. them to. And then they say, you know what, no, I love my family. I want to spend time with my kids. I want to live life. Their life mm. changed because of a diagnosis. And then, yeah. you know, they, they live or they, you know, whatever happens. But there's always everything I think in life solves bigger purpose. And if we mm. understand, like, you know, all of this is just an experience. And mm. we're doing it the best that we can in any moment. And forgiving ourselves and others and understanding that, you know what? Yeah. They're also doing it from the best they can. Nobody is hurting on purpose something. Only if they hurt people hurt others. This is all serving you somehow. You just need to have forgiveness towards yourself and others and understand Mm -hmm. they're doing the best they can too. And if we can honor ourselves and others just to be in this unique way, and it's okay to be different and it's okay to take care of yourself, because if you take care of yourself, you can take care of others. I think then Mm -hmm. we can move towards of, uh, of a more of healing and more of love and less of stress to hmm. changing the mindset. And it it is work, but I think it's possible.
0: Okay, that's great. That's great. So I wanted to ask you, uh, uh, what is one word or one sentence that best describes you, Lolita?
1: Well, you see, it all depends on um, how do I see myself in a different situation. Because I don't think that we like one word. It's uh, if, you, if If you will ask me about one word how I can describe myself in the morning I will say cranky but if you <laughs> will ask me when I'm doing it right now for example in this podcast yeah. I will say uh, happy because that <laughs> uh, I, I love uh, spreading the word and if I inspired anyone who's still listening to us up till mm. now that just <laughs> that just made my day um, yeah. I think that's that's the I would say if I need to tell myself one word I would say I think I'm flexible because I so can be who well, I want to be in any given situation. And I understand that I may be not happy of what I do sometimes, or what I feel okay. sometimes. Uh, but really acknowledging and honoring who you are, and it's okay. It's, yeah. it's because you're different in something, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. Yeah. And different is good because that's what life is. You know, um, I think mm-hmm. that's where it starts.
0: That's great. That's great. So tell me one final question. What's what's Lolita's dream?
1: Um, well, I would love to live in peace and love <laughs> because that's the thing what all of us want. So if we, yeah. there will be a day that we can accept ourselves and be in really peace. And mm. our, you know, my dream would be having no war in the world. And because I think deep mm. down, all of us want the same thing: we want to be happy, yeah. want to be yeah. healthy, we want to enjoy life. That's everybody wants the
0: same thing yeah that's 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 amazing thank you very much lita for 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 honoring us on 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 the podcast I mean I've learned a lot from you um, you're such an inspiring person and very funny person really very funny person and uh, uh, you're you're such an amazing human being and i and I really wish and hope for you the best And all the happiness and hopefully we can meet here in Egypt or if I come to, to Houston, I hope so. uh, One day I can uh, meet you and uh, we can discuss more about uh, other issues because I I believe that you are, uh, you're such a a, a model and such a powerful woman. Uh, I I think, I mean, uh, all respect to you and um, uh, I hope you have a, a wonderful day. Um, so it was an, an amazing podcast thank you
1: well thank you so much and you know um, um, because I believe that we can heal and those who will be interested and are ready to heal themselves a little bit and help themselves with the stress management I will give you a link for anyone who is listening in right now they can go and get my ebook uh, you know okay. the last book the stress management for dull children of alcoholics that's on amazon yeah. that's the best selling book um i'll give you a link and anyone who wants to get for free just like an ebook yeah. they can go to that link and get my book um it okay. is 25 chapters i talk about the different things and again that has to do with uh, just being in a turbulent childhood or having not uh, you know the functional family i think we have more or yeah. less uh mm-hmm. and it, it has specific tools like exercises what can you do how you manage stress because you know that's such a thing that we can talk for hours and we don't have time for this so if anyone Mm. who's interested i'll give you the link they can click on that link and go grab my book
0: that would be amazing thank you very much and thank you for your time um uh, thank you everyone who's listening and i hope you enjoyed this week's episode with wellness with Mo. Until next week, uh, we'll have uh, another a different uh, guest, uh, another inspiring story. Uh, hopefully, uh, it will be as interesting as today's. So God bless you and be safe. And until next week, uh, be mindful.